Hi, everybody. This is Shannon Lackey, your host of Mind Over Marketing, and we are here today to talk about your brand identity. So while many people come to me looking for tactics and strategies, what they really need is a solid foundation. So with um, creating your brand identity, people are usually going to start with the logo. The logo is what most people associate a brand with. Like, oh, do I have a brand? Sure, I have a logo. No, you can have a brand without even having a logo. Think about influencers in today's you know, world of online marketing. They are individuals. They don't necessarily have a logo. Think of a celebrity. It's just their name that is their brand and it's what they stand for. So whether you realize it or not, you probably have a brand. You're either someone who's a really good listener, very reliable, or maybe you're the wild and crazy one. There's some type of brand that you are putting off in your social circle, whether it's personal or business. So the logo, though, you can definitely get something designed to help your brand stand out. Um, We're not going to go into detail about that today. We'll probably dive into that a little bit later in the future. Just know that having a good logo in your branding kit is part of creating your brand identity. Then after the logo, you need a tagline. A tagline is pretty much just a quick hit of, you know, this is who we are and what we stand for. It gives people, um, you know, the vibe of what they're going to experience with you, with your company or with your service. Typically, that's going to appear on a lot of print marketing or digital marketing underneath the logo or alongside the logo. So you just want to make sure you have a few concise keywords to describe your brand and what you stand for. A great way to come up with a tagline is to think about your mission statement and what your values are as a company or as an individual or as a product and, you know, what it is you guys are on a mission to do with your company and your product. So think about that when you're creating your tagline. Next, we look at your brand colors. So typically you're going to have three to five colors for your brand. Maybe you only have one or two. Maybe you're just black and white. Uh, A lot of brands have just a black and white logo. But a lot of brands will have somewhere between three to five in their color palette because you'll have maybe two of those or three of those created in your logo. And then you'll have colors that you use in other print marketing or graphics for digital marketing. You know, two of those might be a good neutral color like black or white or a beige. So uh, you can actually go to canva.com. It's a great resource for helping to create your brand kit. Um, or a mood board, which we're going to get into here in a moment, but it will allow you to upload a photo. Let's say you have a photo that you're really inspired by. You can go into Canva's color palette generator, load the photo, and it'll tell you the hex codes of the colors in that photo. And so the hex code is basically just something in graphic design where if you copy that code and paste it into a tool like Canva, or you're working with a graphic designer, you can just say, hey, here are my hex codes. They know exactly what you're talking about, and they will find that color in any program they're using to create a consistent look and feel for your brand. Uh, the next thing is typography. Typography, that's basically your fonts. Uh, you are going to usually use around three fonts. One is for your heading. If you think of a magazine, uh, usually there's a big magazine title at the top. Then there's a subheading, so maybe a little more information right below the main title. And then there's the body or the paragraph, which is, you know, the article where you're actually reading the magazine article. 
So that's why you usually have three fonts and you can play with them. You can do them in bold, italic. Uh, Canva is another great resource for coming up with fonts and how to pair certain fonts so that they look nice together. Um, you guys don't have to do this on your own. There are plenty of resources for hiring a graphic designer out there. Uh, my company actually does some graphic design. So depending on your needs, you can always reach out to us. We'd be happy to help you with that. Otherwise, like I said, Canva, great tool for starting out. The next thing is you would put all of this stuff into a mood board. A mood board is one document that will list your color codes. It'll list your fonts and it'll have your logo on there. You can even throw your tagline and then you can pull a couple photos for inspiration. And the reason you want to pull photos is because let's say you've got a logo that's like white and black and orange and then you go ahead and you create an ad, but it's all red, white, and blue in the photos. And then your logo is right next to it. It kind of dilutes that overall aesthetic that you're going for with your brand. Uh, it doesn't create that consistency. Like think about Martha Stewart, you know, she's really bright, light, airy. If you look at something, you know, it's Martha Stewart. So you want to have that consistency in your brand. And when you start using all different kinds of colors and mixing everything up, then that message just gets diluted. So definitely use that mood board as a guide. And then when you get really big with your business, or if you're really big already and you have a team, you can just hand this mood board off and say, Hey, look, if it doesn't look and feel like this, or it doesn't follow these rules, then it's not on brand and we don't use it. So that's why you want to have that in your brand kit. The last thing, um, with the brand kit is a style guide. This one, um, some people will use in the very beginning when they're starting out in business. Other times they'll develop it as they go. Obviously, when you have a team, you want to the more rules you can have in place for your brand to stay consistent, the better. And so a style guide is writing. It's, a, it's all about writing. So think back to when you had to write those college papers. If you guys had to go to college or even high school, you either had to write in APA format or MLA format or who knows what's happening nowadays? <laughs> so there's there's always something new with writing. But I always think back to when I create PowerPoint presentations and I create this rule that's a five by five rule. I think it's fairly common, but for me, I really stuck to it. I don't like to do more than five bullet points um, on a slide or five words on a bullet point. Sometimes I deviate, but really I try to stick to that five by five rule. And that's just a style that I like. And then another thing that you would use in a style guide would be when to capitalize something or when to use punctuation. So when you're using a bullet point, do you capitalize every letter that's in there except for words like of or the, or do you just capitalize the first letter in that sentence on the bullet point and then the rest all starts with a lowercase letter? These are tiny little things that people don't think about, but you should definitely be consistent. It makes you look more professional. Um, I've seen some people where they deviate within one slide. One slide will have everything capitalized on a bullet point and then the next one won't. And so that just gives people the feeling that maybe you're not as professional or not as consistent. I mean, it may not, but it, it definitely can create that. So something to consider when you're developing your style guide. The last thing I want to review with you today is your brand tone and voice. This is your personality. This is what you stand for. This is going to reflect your values in everything you say, all of your messaging, anytime they interact with you. Um, this, this is 
the voice that they're hearing. So typically what I suggest is coming up with three words that you want people to think of you as when they walk away from interacting with your brand. I want you to be very intentional with what you stand for and the feeling that you leave people with. So a good example is a radio station, on-air personality, comedian. They may want to be known for being unpredictable, having some shock value. That could very well be a good thing for them. That's going to you know, get them ratings and stuff like that. So now let's look at a babysitter or daycare provider. Probably not, you know, not a good thing to be unpredictable and not reliable. Parents need to know that when they drop their kids off in the morning, you're going to be there for them. Uh, they don't, you know, want to wonder if you're taking your kids out to swim with sharks that day as a field trip. You know, they definitely don't want that. So you have to think about, are you professional? Are you edgy? Are you a little bit of both? So you need to do some reflection and think about what you want your brand to stand for. After considering these examples, you'll probably realize it's very important to know your target market and what they want so you can create a brand tone and a brand voice that will really resonate with them. If you don't have a good understanding of your target market, well, stay tuned because our next Marketing Minutes episode, we are going to walk you through an exercise to help you get to know your market. So that is all for today. And I want to thank you all for listening. And if you like what you heard, remember to subscribe.